Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are, whoever you are. This is Mike'd in Bed. I'm Josh. I'm Jasmine. And welcome to our podcast. Whether you've been here before or you're stopping by for the first time, perhaps you have seen our cover photo. And if you have, it can shed some light on what we'll be discussing. Oh, you mean the fact that you're white and I'm black? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, before we get into that, how was your week? My week was pretty good. Um, It was pretty busy overall. And um, I don't know. I feel like the week itself wasn't super challenging. But today we're recording on a Saturday um was more challenging i think than any other day this week by far oh yeah yeah it it always seems to fall like that though like the week i mean sometimes the weeks are equally as awful but for some reason whether it's been a pretty tame week or a very 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 difficult week um i feel like the saturday is always awful Yeah, I don't know what happens. Like it doesn't matter. The kids have been great all week. Everyone had a great week, and then Saturday, it's like, I don't know. But here's the thing, and I this is my theory on why that is. It's because our oldest was born right around like I was 28, and you were basically 28. Sure. You were you were 27 and 11 months. Okay. <laughs> So f- for 28 years, the two of us were programmed because of society, basically, that, okay, we made it through the week. Now we can exhale a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the weekends were well back before kids. Like, I think that's where you're going is like they were our opportunities to relax and, and to recharge. Chill and, yep. Yeah. That no longer exists. Which is awful, by the way, because you start the new week on the same level of battery that you, like, had the previous week. My favorite (laughs) time of the whole week is probably Friday when the kids go to sleep. Yeah. Because I'm like, there's such promise to the weekend to come. Yeah, you really do hope. You're just like, this will be the weekend that everyone is just calm and we'll have like a very calm, relaxing weekend. Never happens, but like, I feel like we just always hope. Now, it won't be this way forever because the kids will get older. They'll oh, get yeah. involved in activities. And we'll live in like a neighborhood. Like, they'll have friends. And yeah. Like the weekends will be. And also it depends on the season, right? When it's like winter, I feel like you're indoors more. So you're in the house more. You're not outside playing. I feel like yep. it's a little different depending on the season. Exactly. Winter's just one of their seasons where I feel like everyone gets cabin fever. You're stuck in the house and like yeah. you drive each other insane. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, to sum up, I'd say my work week went well i was productive um a lot of good things happened um and i think even on and you celebrated like your um one year yeah my one year anniversary your work anniversary uh, my work anniversary um super excited about that um hope there'll be more to come um yeah that was that was a good feeling uh because i know it's hard out there for a lot of folks yeah 
So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, how was your week? Everything we just said. <laughs> All right. Fair I enough. mean, it was busy, and I never feel like I have a second to breathe. And when I do think I have a second to breathe, it's not really my second. So, yeah. I mean, I hope I was able to, like, be with our oldest enough to ease some of that. I know our youngest was difficult, too, but... I mean, it's just, and I will continue to say for the dudes out there or whomever, your partner, the partner who does like a lot of the household things and tends to the kids, like you could watch one of the kids. That doesn't mean the other things disappear. No, I understand. So like for those partners out there, (laughs) know that thank you. We appreciate it. But there's still other things that need to get done. So we don't really get like... I don't truly get a break because like you taking on like more time with one of the kids during the weekend or something just gives me the opportunity to quickly do everything else like laundry and clean and like all of that stuff. So it's just a little different. Yeah. Well, I will make it a goal to do better. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's just, yeah, there's just always house stuff and that tends to take you know take up some of the time that i think you hope will be free time for me yeah also like you said i was with our youngest the entire time as well so it didn't really matter yeah that's fair miss no morning nap so but anyway moving (laughs) right along um yeah so like we said we're an interracial couple in rural America, basically, at the present. Yeah. Yeah. We are. That's been fun. <laughs> uh, but I'm curious what, you know, before you met me. Yeah. What was What were your thoughts on interracial relationships and I mean I didn't really fully care I mean my family's fairly intermixed like you remember I have a nephew who's mixed and Mm -hmm. like you know sisters dated people outside of their race and or just like ethnicities or culture so like I wasn't really like my exposure to it within was within my own family so it wasn't something that was like oh how dare you like it wasn't like that it was just kind of like oh okay yeah hopefully you got a good one (laughs) like that was kind of more of the the response um anytime anyone kind of found someone who was I guess different than what like we looked like as a, a family so um that was my <laughs> I guess my exposure to it just because like it was so close it was close to like my sister like I said my nephew mm-hmm. and then um you know others in my family as well so it was kind of like oh okay I just assumed it was normal when people did that I didn't think anything you know I didn't think like my family was odd because you know they were dating people or with people outside of their race or ethnicity or anything like that um but was it unusual, like, not necessarily within your family, but within friends of your family? Like, I don't... Did they look differently upon certain relationships? Well, see, I I don't know. I mean, because then you're getting into, like, my sister's friends and stuff. Yeah. And, like, if, 
if I haven't mentioned this before, like my sisters are a lot older than me and not like a lot, but like they're older than me in the point that we went through different things like in life at different times. Like the three of them went through similar life transitions at the same time because they're all closer in age and I kind of I'm following behind. And so I'd say even like extended family or like family friends or uh, we're very close knit family. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone really had an issue with at least it wasn't like openly communicated to the point that I found out about it, right? Like, no one was walking around saying, oh, I don't like that this is the case here or here and there. Like, no yeah. one was, like, you know, openly <laughs> discussing their dislike of someone's partner or something um, because of race or anything like that. If, if it was openly being discussed, it's because they just didn't like them as a person, <laughs> which yeah. happens. So yeah, happens. <laughs> it wasn't because of race. Um, and then, I mean, even... I don't know. I feel like I didn't really feel like it was something that was like frowned upon until we moved to rural Pennsylvania and I went to high school and people were just like, oh, why? Ew. Like it was a very interesting experience um, seeing how my peers or my peers friend, like family respond to them being in interracial relationships. I remember particularly there was a peer in high school who told everyone that she pretty much got kicked out of the house because she was dating a black guy. Mm-hmm. I like my black peers um, at my high school. So <laughs> that was odd to me because, like, again, in my family, it was never an issue. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, welcome, hi. <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't a problem. So to move, you know, here and, and see that happen, it was very strange. Not that it couldn't have happened back where I'm from either because I'm from Ohio, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it could definitely likely. have happened there too. I think I just kind of got lucky in terms of like where I was, where I didn't get to ex- like I just didn't experience that there, um, because it was just so widely accepted within like my family and I guess like my little ecosystem there. Whereas like here, it was like almost immediate. Like people weren't as accepting of it. Even my mom, like we, you know, my mom was with someone who is also, you know, white. <laughs> um, and like that was an interesting experience being out in public like with the two of them and seeing kind of the response that they were getting um it's just a different area (laughs) um and i think there's also some history in this area as well Mm -hmm. there's a lot of racial tension i feel in general in this area um so the that was just a lot it was just different um and i had to adjust to that and it did make me think twice because like i didn't want to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. being out in public with a partner if they weren't my race like if they didn't look like me um just because of things that i had witnessed in in high school and just things that i witnessed just going to the store with like my mom and her ex-partner and things like that so yeah <laughs> So well, that's kind of what that was like once I moved here. It wasn't the most positive experience, but I guess back where I was before and within my family, it was something that was accepted and it wasn't really like a questioned thing. Do you think part of that acceptance, though, comes from like, like your mom didn't grow up in Ohio? No, but she yeah. grew up in this, like she's from the South. I don't know well, if that's any better. I thought she was in Chicago for a little while. So like, yeah, my, my mom lived in Chicago, but she's from the South. I'm pretty sure she spent like her summers as a child and teenager in the South. Like she's from Tennessee. So 
I don't know if that like maybe when she you know maybe the Chicago kind of helped maybe yeah. balance that but like you know that could have gone either way <laughs> yeah yeah no that is that's very interesting because um, I you know I knew very little and had very little experience and so for me it was just kind of um like I was open to finding someone who like just balanced me out well and I didn't really think twice about you know skin color and anything like that and so you know I was very fortunate because I knew with near certainty that my family was going to be accepting because of how I was raised and how I grew up and because of how uh, open-minded um, some of the more difficult members of my family had to be uh, in other circumstances yeah, with members of my family. Definitely. So having the experience of seeing them go through that, I was like, oh, okay, they're going to be okay with this. And, you know, they were. Yeah. Uh, thankfully. So, you know, um, I feel like that's probably the number one concern, though, with a lot of folks when it comes to interracial relationships. It's kind of like what you mentioned is just like, like the perception from worst of all from people you care about like the extreme is like getting kicked out of a house or getting disowned by family for something like that like yeah that's, i thought that was know, absolutely ridiculous when that happened and i had to be like either 15 no maybe it was 16 when yeah. she was telling people she basically had nowhere to live because she was dating someone yeah. of an opposite race and i was just like are you kidding me like yeah. what the hell's wrong with your family yeah. and you know i don't know how she's doing today i don't know how that other person's doing either i don't think they're together anymore but i mean i wouldn't i don't even know how you would sustain a relationship with someone in that situation yeah. if like you already know the family doesn't care for you yeah so yeah i just thought that was ridiculous and i mean people are going to be people but i still think that's just absolutely ridiculous but it is a concern when you're you know in an interracial relationship you know how are your family members gonna take it and mm -hmm. your friends and also your community right you want to feel comfortable going out and stuff and if it's not going to be something that's socially accepted in your community then what the hell do you do because yeah <laughs> like unless you just don't really like the person then i guess you just leave them but if you do care about the person you know that makes things very difficult yeah because i mean like like you had said you know in relation to your mom like getting looks in public like we've gotten looks in public oh uh, yeah and like i don't you know <laughs> the, i don't think i ever cared but yeah i know, get it's... more looks now that we have kids and like yeah. our kids are clearly mixed and so when i take you know <laughs> take them out um i get more looks as people are either trying to figure out what's with my kid and it's like hmm, <laughs> what is going on with that one and you know so i get it even more out and about with the kids than i think i do than i did in the past when it was just like you and i because i think people are just trying to figure out yeah because yeah. i mean <laughs> let's be honest in the area we live how many mixed race kids are there 
other than ours like not many probably not many there's definitely some i've seen them yeah but you know probably not enough where like the area is educated and respectful yeah so <laughs> that's so the they thing. exist but i don't think the respect there exists fully no yeah i mean the the whole concept of fear of someone who looks different than yourself like the real remedy for that is to be exposed to other cultures and races and groups of people yeah and if you're in a very homogenous area you know you're not you're not going to have your mind open to that necessarily now you know there's obviously media and things like that but there's there's really no substitute for having a friend or having someone you know like on a realistic level like hey you know you're in an interracial relationship um yeah i knew and i think for some people too like if your family like if you're not that close with your family you probably don't care but i know some people when it comes to their friends like that is like a make or break thing Mm -hmm. um but i knew that like i i knew that they weren't gonna care Mm -hmm. um and it's the same group of people i think i've mentioned before like we're all like i'm close with all of them and like i knew that like you being white they could care less (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i knew that wasn't going to be an issue in my like my particular friend group don't know how you felt about like I don't know how you thought it'd be perceived on your end because oh, I know it wouldn't be an issue. Um, yeah, your, your friends are a little bit different. I feel like my friends are slightly more cultured, but well, you know, <laughs> I was very interested. Like when it came to meeting your friends, I was like, oh god, <laughs> I wasn't sure what to expect. Most of them, I feel like, except for the one, like most of them you made in Florida of all places, Florida. Where you can't even teach certain things. Hey, <laughs> I'm I just will saying. Say, to be fair, <laughs> you know, the 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 closest friends that I had were from South Florida, and the state of Florida, for those who, you know, have some insight into it, is like the opposite of the United States, where the further south you go in Florida, the more progressive it tends to be not always but tends to be yeah um so it's like the inverse of typical u.s yeah but all that to say i was a little nervous to meet your friends yeah i mean (laughs) that's fair i mean i was more worried about microaggressions to be honest coming from your friends yeah uh, and how i was going to deal with that when it happened because i'm not i didn't even want to say if because like it was most likely going to happen and like i wanted to make sure i was prepared on how to deal with it because i'm just not going to sweep it under a rug yeah um and so that was my my concern and but i don't know if like you were like you said you didn't have any worries about them meeting me so maybe if i I mean i knew that knew that ahead of time i wouldn't have been so anxious well i knew (laughs) that there would be some political differences with like one but oh yeah we don't talk about that but in terms of like (laughs) you know acceptance and even beyond that like being happy for me that yeah. was never a concern and just all. to clarify your friends are great i adore yeah. them I'm, I, um, yeah i had no worries you know they, yes. they love you i miss them honestly like i wish we could see them more often um yeah, me too i mean to be honest though 
my friends live near me and I still won't see them as often. That's so true. Yeah. I don't know if it would make a difference, but I miss my friends a lot too. No, so none of my closest friends are in Pennsylvania currently. So yeah. Um, but I mean, that's good yeah. to know that you didn't have any worries about your friends either. No, I think my biggest worry was making a good impression on your mom. That was, that was top of mind for me. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, to her credit, the first time I met your mom, she was very uh, welcoming. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. I feel like most people would say that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Those, that was probably the only thing. So, just, you can't, it's difficult because, like, you can't control your situation sometimes when you're on public. And I feel like that's the biggest, at least for me, that was like the biggest concern. It's like you can't control the partner's family and their thoughts and like how people perceive you out and about. And mm -hmm. like, it's just a lot of like things you just have to kind of deal with and go with the, not go with the flow as in like, don't do it, like deal with it, but kind of be able to take it on as it happens, I guess is what I mean. Like, it's just one of those situations yeah and i mean speaking from my perspective as an inherently privileged white male um it can come as a shock to your system if you don't mentally kind of try to ready yourself a little bit because there is discrimination that you will see that you have never seen before yeah and that you will feel and it will make you very angry at times and it is yeah i think did we talk on a previous episode about the hospital visit we and didn't how, and i feel like though so, that's that can turn into a whole rant well, so <laughs> I, I won't make it a rant but well, at least I don't think we did. Um, we might have, but I don't have a memory of. I feel like I would have remembered you bringing that up and talking about it because it would have been essentially <laughs> our oldest. Um, oh, we I mean, might have. Yeah, I, I think, think we, we did. We briefly touched on it. Clearly, it still bothers it. you it to still this bothers day. Bothers me because <laughs> we had arrived earlier by multiple hours, and a clearly white child was sent Welcome in for care to first the world of people who and aren't had, yep. <laughs> yeah, had nothing extra wrong it was just yeah that kid was fine that, but yeah. yeah but you know i wasn't shocked i'm used to it I was you clearly ready. weren't I like you said as a white privileged tear, male you were very upset woman's face off i was furious because <laughs> when it's your kids and it's their yeah. well-being like yeah and but yeah. that's what that's what families of color deal with every day so if you're you know white and you're oh i'm seeing this for the first time or i'm getting really angry like that's that's america for a large percentage of people yeah that's reality so yeah yeah but <laughs> Given that that's a negative aspect of things, <laughs> what are the best things about being in an interracial relationship or marriage as we're in, in your view? And in my view? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You answer that question know. first. Like, because I feel like what's the difference of any, like, I don't see the difference. Like, that's, I think that's the problem. People think interracial and you think, oh, it's different. Like, it's not. It's a relationship like any other relationship. Yeah. And so for me, it's like the... 
the the best aspects would be like it would for any other relationship having someone you know that you care about and love but by yourself like so i like i'm not answering that but like you I can mean, answer I it like having a window into your perspective as a black woman in america like that's valuable to me because no one i feel like hardly any other group of people and black women can really see America and the way it operates with such a clear lens, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that I feel like most, if not all, black women just tell it like it is. Like, we, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know, I appreciate that, that, like, the way I am at times gives you a different perspective and a different view on things um but it's just I think that's just something I've always done even as a kid yeah like I've never been one to like not tell you how I felt about things or how things look I'm gonna always call out things that aren't right yeah um yeah and there's like little you know little cultural differences that i think are cool too you know like um we we talked in the sitcom episode we liked a lot of the same shows but you know you had a different insight and perspective into things and i don't know i i guess i just really value that and i think it's great that you know and i think something to note too is like i understand kind of why this like why you're able to share something for this portion and i maybe am not it's because like i grew up with white culture being thrown in my face every day yeah. so like to me you it's like oh yeah i already knew all of that <laughs> like that's nothing new but i feel like for the average white person you don't typically if you don't want to you don't have to know anything about you know other people and so I can appreciate hearing from you like what you like about kind of being with someone who doesn't look like you um because it does show that you value my presence and that I do make a difference a little bit in the relationship but like I feel like I can't other than like I said that I, I really love and care about you but I feel like that would be in any relationship I feel like culturally your culture has been shoved down my throat since I was born. So, like, there's no... I feel like there's not too much more that I can, you know, learn other than it is refreshing to hear you be able to point out things within, you know, I guess your typical white culture that isn't okay. It is nice to know that I can have those conversations with you and you be able to be like, yeah, actually, you know, that's not okay and, you know, be able to have, like... I just feel like very intellectual conversations about things that are issues and know that you have something to provide during that conversation and that you're not going to kind of retreat. Like you actually engage and you do try to figure out or just pull things from, you know, the culture that maybe isn't that great or from things that are happening that isn't that great that are clearly like a white privilege thing. And both of us being able to talk about that and what that means for us and what that means for our kids um, so I, I guess being able to have those really good, strong intellectual conversations coming from your culture and mine and kind of being able to, to come to a conclusion of 
of some sort to help us go through difficult situations. Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of see it as I've always been privy to injustice that exists in the world and particularly in the in the U.S. Um, but being a white man, I'm almost like an airplane that's flying above the weather. Yeah. You know, I can look down and see it, but it's not impacting me directly. Yeah. But, you know, once we started dating and especially having kids now, um, it is, you know, you, you feel the turbulence of it at times and, you know, you still see all the injustice, but now it's, it hits a little bit. Um, and I know it's going to continue to do that, especially for the kids. So, um, I, you know, I'm grateful that we both see it and we view it in similar ways. Yeah. And I, I guess to be like more positive, the one thing I can add is I do like that we appreciate our cultural differences. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like that's like something that you don't fully think about when getting into an interracial relationship, whether it's like white, black, mm-hmm. you know, Asian, Latino, whatever it is, like <laughs> there's some big cultural differences that, you know, doesn't really cross your mind until something happens like yeah. a birthday and the song that's sung during a birthday <laughs> like it's just very interesting or experiencing the difference in hair care if you haven't oh yeah well, that must have been very interesting for you to watch. <laughs> i was like wow that's it's like you've been in there for sense. hours yeah. <laughs> it's like yep yeah. <laughs> so I, I do um yeah i can appreciate both of our patients with that but also appreciate that we do have those cultural differences that we can learn um about each other and use it to kind of help shape our relationship a little bit better and also our kids kids we gotta somehow bring both of these things together and yep. <laughs> package it for them so exactly yeah yeah and i think the the best way Because it is, I mean, this is a heavy subject, you know. Um, I feel like that's my fault, because, like, the way I've answered the question, sorry. it is what it is, though, (laughs) you know. It is what it is. That's that's. I guess you can take it lightly at times, right? That's what I was going to say, is, like, we have have had to learn to laugh through the ignorance. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, I'm hopeful we can instill in the kids is, like, you know, yeah, some awful things may be said at times, but, you know, we have good times as a family and we need you to understand your value as a person and to be able to, you know, the, these people are ignorant who don't, you know, who are kicking their kids out and, and things like God. that. Like, it's, it's pure ignorance and, you know, if, if there were greater exposure education about different people different races different cultures um the ignorance and the fear would i'm sure dissipate you know i agree yeah yeah i i definitely agree with that um i guess kind of going back on a lighter note what did you think about food when you were introduced to my family and 
versus <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't want well, to... <laughs> I'm not going to throw my mother under the bus. But, but um, I will, I will one say that you do have some good cooks in your family. Not no, all. No. But some. <laughs> but I will say, you know, if I go somewhere and I see that a black person is making the food, I, f- I, I feel you get a, a little lot, happy yeah, inside. Yeah. <laughs> I feel a lot better about my chances of really liking the meal. <laughs> that is true. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So that that it's definitely interesting it's an interesting experience um just kind of getting back to cultural differences with like interracial relationships something that you don't really expect but like or that you're not really prepared for it's like food food is different mm-hmm. Food's different. <laughs> the way it's served the way it's prepared right what spices you don't use when you should the, just like all kinds of things the first thanksgiving <laughs> we had together i think was kind of like a crash course in that um, yeah, because we did we did did we do both? We did like my mom's house, and then we went to to your grandparents, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, both both were good meals, but you know they were different. They were, different. Definite, definite they were different totally food. different, yep. but both good meals. Um, but yeah, I feel like food's a big thing. Hair, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, now that might not be for all interracial couples, but like as a black woman, it takes me a little bit to do my hair. So yeah. I'm sure that was something that you had to adjust to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I certainly, you know, don't mind it. I get, you know, some bonus time to work on music or <laughs> screenplay or something here and there. But, yes. uh, and you get to listen to, you know, your podcasts. and Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean... I think, um, I think like, you know, because we've been together going on seven years now, so it's fairly long. So long. Oh my God. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, I feel like there are a few key factors, most of which we've touched on. Yeah. Um, that have kind of helped prop us up and support us when we needed and that is having some kind of support system whether it's friends family you know even like a group or like other couples in similar circumstances yeah you know having that um behind you is really helpful because neither of us have ever had anxiety i don't think about a family member on either side not liking us or disapproving of our marriage or actively trying to sabotage it you know we've never had to deal with any of that no so and for those who do i'm sorry like that's awful that is awful um you know it's yeah i think having the support system is is number one because there will be times when you'll want to vent um and there will be times when you know people are just ignorant and you just need to share it with somebody yeah um so there's that and then definitely keeping a sense of humor yeah and perspective about it because you have to try as hard as it is for me sometimes not to see ignorant people as inherently evil but to view them (laughs) to view them as mostly stupid (laughs) 
and that's Jeez. you know see I, I, I feel like if they're stupid I'm they're the redeemable one, i feel like eyes. i'm the one that helps you laugh at things though because i feel like your natural instinct is to get angry yeah. with them whereas i'm just like you know it's that's their loss that's on them i i don't have time to be brought down to their level if they want to yeah. have a problem with them problem i'm gonna go over here and get the cake i came for and mind my own damn business yeah so like like i feel like that's how i approach most situations when you know someone has something to say or want to stare like yeah if it's bothering you that much i feel bad for you son because i got 99 problems yeah <laughs> but uh yeah. <laughs> But no, seriously, like, I just kind of, whatever, it is I'm not going to let you ruin my day because you have a hard time understanding things and no one asks you to even give yeah. a comment on. <laughs> so exactly. um, I feel like I've been getting better at kind of instilling <laughs> that in you. Um, banging the mic. Banging the mic. I'm getting so passionate here. Just knocking the mic all over the place. But no, I feel like I've been able to help you a little bit kind of take that lighter yeah because i still feel like you still get a little bit upset and i feel like when it happens to the kids that's gonna be a whole oh, nother level be i'm gonna be attending pta meetings and yeah people are gonna hate me it's gonna it's, it's gonna not gonna, gonna be fun so um hopefully we'll continue to be able to take light of it and just kind of go about our day because like i feel that most people are good they're just not educated on certain things and yeah. if they would have had that education or that exposure it wouldn't be as bad yeah um and i think that's the problem yeah um, and see you're more level-headed about <laughs> it than i am clearly i try to be so but, it's hard out here sometimes though so i have to remind myself to be more <laughs> but you know my my hope for the future and advice for uh those either in interracial relationships or, or thinking about getting into them is you know be willing to have the difficult conversations um because the subtext of american history if you're in the u.s at least and even if you're elsewhere there's always going to be subtext there and there's always going to be microaggressions and you have to be able to navigate those situations and you have to be able to you know First, I think you have to be able to back your partner up and make sure that you're ultimately aligned with your values. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Just, and also um, have some boundaries. Yeah. Like, I think that's important, especially if, like, you're one of the unfortunate couples where your families don't get along or you have a friend that has an issue or anything, or if you even live somewhere where, like, yep, there's a neighbor. Like, if there's some, just have good, strong boundaries, especially once kids are in the picture, because, like, that's when things really start getting yeah. a little hairy. So, like, just establish boundaries. Like, if there's a family member that has an issue, then that's why you don't have to see that person. <laughs> like, you know, you, you got to put yourself, your partner, or your kids, you know, first. So be able to establish some boundaries in situations that are uncomfortable you don't you shouldn't have to go through that and you know why should you even entertain it so just establish good strong boundaries to you know protect your mental health you don't Um, have to be friends with everyone in your neighborhood you sure don't i hate talking to people (laughs) we we have a neighbor in particular i won't even say how close they are (laughs) 
but you know we just don't engage with them because yeah yeah some people are just too much and yep. you know just you gotta protect yourself so and that's every part of yourself like i said protect your mental health and don't talk to people you don't need to talk to <laughs> so. i also feel like in some cases you know people will try to mask their prejudice by being overly friendly or welcoming and that's you know yeah uh, that's a red flag right away because i'm like okay well you're acknowledging that we're different you know yeah, you're not well, treating us like an like you would any other couple you know yeah like i'm okay with the acknowledgement that i don't like that our relationship isn't like the one they are used to seeing right i'm yeah. fine with that yeah i don't like like the like you said just like the overly done just like the it's just it's uncomfortable yeah. almost it's mm -hmm. like why are you being so it nice? makes it a spectacle <laughs> right yeah. like why are we making this like some weird bit like please no it's mm -hmm. fine please go away bye yeah. walk your dogs the other way thank yep. you <laughs> come again like i don't know like yeah it doesn't have to be a big deal no. like like i said i'm fine with the acknowledgement because that is it is true um so that's fine but i don't need you then to go on a level of 100 out of 100 just to make it known that you're comfortable with us even though clearly something I'm is fine. bothering this is you fine. this is great this, this is, is fine <laughs> house isn't burning it's fine <laughs> <laughs> so I think I got the quote of the week. You do. This week. Yeah. Our oldest. <laughs> and I quote, Dada, what's that on your ass? <laughs> and the context <laughs> is that you made puppy chow. Which is Muddy Buddies for those who buddies, aren't from the area. <laughs> which is Chex, Chex Mix with powdered sugar, chocolate, and peanut butter. I ate some <laughs> and dusted the powdered sugar and it made its way to my ass. <laughs> and our two-year-old son saw that and pointed it out to me. Clearly, we don't watch our language in this house, so... <laughs> nope. Nope. We and need a swear jar. I was proud of him. It was the correct usage and it was in the correct context. <laughs> He formed a question. That was a master class in English from a two-year-old. So, you know, I'm more proud of him than anything for constructing a coherent question. I think he's got a leg up on a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. So, yeah. Yep. That's that. That is that. So thanks for listening. Do some heavy stuff. Go down <laughs> with a nice and light quote. <laughs> Follow us on the gram at Mike in bed uh, or LinkedIn. We're on there as well. And thanks so much, everybody. Take care. <laughs>